Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. We really do need Jesus. Glory be. But um, just a little bit behind the curtain. You know, if you're going to be witty and you're going to try to throw some, like, curveball when you count down five, four, three, and then do two different numbers that aren't two and one, you got to make sure you actually execute the hitting of the intro (laughs) button right on time. I'm getting stared daggers at me right now. If looks could kill, you'd be 12 feet under. (laughs) Oh, hell yes, I would be. Don't, it don't matter. It was a great weekend in the Prem, wasn't it, Sammy? There's a lot of goals for people to be excited about. Everyone except us and you and her. I mean, it wasn't as bad as everyone thought it would be. That's true. Fair enough. We still got a show to do. Show some fucking, uh, you know, show some panache. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the um, non-showman? No, yes, I got to say the word correctly as a professional, right? Right after. See, worry about your own house before you start making fun of other people, sir. All right. Well, how about you pep it up there a little bit, motherfucker? You got some good whiskey in your glass. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. So we're recording at <laughs> Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the people how they can get in touch. Uh, at Do You Football Show on all the social medias. It's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and then Do You Football Show at gmail.com. And we did get a couple pieces of correspondence from our boy, uh, Pat, Chef Bentley. Absolutely. Um so we'll be uh, talking about those when we talk about those games. Excellent. One's about Arsenal, one's about Everton. <laughs> mm, pardon me. I'm a little bit more concerned about Bentley getting his ass back down here and cooking me some food. Uh, actually, he might be crashing my house in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. Bentley yeah. got to cook for us. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, Drunkard United Facebook group is going great. Lots of correspondence this weekend. It was yeah, a lot of fun chatting fi- with everybody. Find that closed group, guys. It's Drunkard United FC. Yep. On if, Facebook. If you like the show on Facebook or if you are uh, friends of Samurai on Facebook, you can jump right on into the group. We'll just, invite you in. Yeah, just answer the questions uh, and you'll be good to go. Absolutely. Now, um, one other quick shout out that I meant to do last week, but I forgot to do. Um, Southern Cal Everton um, last weekend won the Internet. Uh, right after the uh, Brighton <laughs> I match, yeah, I they uh, they actually tweeted at Brighton Police Department. There was a crime in your town. <laughs> we need you to address it. Please take care of it immediately. The Brighton Police P- Department responded, <laughs> and and they they actually thought that it was like a real deal. They were like, "Well, please fill out an incident re- incident report on our uh, <laughs> on our website because we don't do any." Um, we don't take any calls on Twitter. But again, very good, brilliant, fucking brilliant, love it. So uh, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, and both of us have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So Sammy, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. What are we sipping on tonight, Killer? So we have uh, old-fashioned cocktails um, today. Excuse me. Uh, and if you follow us on Facebook, uh, you will have already seen that. Uh, or if you're a member of the closed group, you will have already seen that video, uh, uh, how to make it. But anyway, uh, we're using Whistlepig 10-year-old rye whiskey, um, some you know little brand that nobody knows about up in uh, Vermont. 
Just kidding. We both sell this brand, yes. and it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I um, actually work for the brand, and yeah. Sam sells the brand and has in his distributor house. <laughs> yep. And if you go on the video, you can see Sam Houston's snazzy whistle pig flip-flops. Sandals. House shoes. House shoes. House Thank shoes. you. I was looking for the word. We're from PG County, man. Man's got to have his house shoes. It's got to be comfy. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's 100% rye whiskey. Um Coming in at 100 proof, it'll run you between 69.99 and 79.99 on the shelf. Um, it's just an excellent rye whiskey. Being 100% rye, it is big uh, in terms of the flavor profile. It has a nice peppery finish to it, um, but being aged 10 years also kind of mellows it out a little bit. Yeah. Makes it very drinkable and approachable, even still with that uh, with that big flavor profile. Uh, great in a cocktail. Great on its own. Um, you know, talking about the hundred percent rye. Typically, when you see more affordable ryes on the market, I'm not going to disparage any brands. Um, but typically, when you see a more I sell one of them, right? When you see a more affordable rye, there's a reason why it's affordable. It isn't all rye. There's right. almost always a bunch of barley or a bunch of corn put into it. Yep. You put a bunch of corn Sometimes into it. Sometimes wheat. Right? Corn's bourbon. What is what is bourbon? Bourbon is sweet. So if you're going to put a bunch of corn into a rye whiskey, suddenly that rye whiskey becomes a lot sweeter. Yep. And what you're looking for when you're drinking a rye is just big, bold, and peppery. So, um, And this makes a delightful old-fashioned that we actually did a maple variant of because we say. did the uh, maple syrup with it. Yep. Now, apparently the wife likes them. She approves. Yeah, I like the maple. <coughs> oh, let's have a great show, everybody. Let's do it to it, guys. Whack. That never sounds good when you that, try to do it to yourself. That never works. That's I mean, right. it works. It accomplishes a task, but it's just <laughs> well, disappointing, are, typically. Are, are we talking about drinking here, or are we just talking about you, Sam? I mean, you could use it for whatever euphemism you'd like. <laughs> um, <laughs> f- first off, what a fucking weekend, huh? I mean, yeah. I know, I know our teams didn't give us necessarily the results we wanted but god understatement of the day it was a great weekend for football wasn't yeah, it it was a lot of fun and even even cooler something that hasn't happened in a long time is the two top teams playing simultaneously on the same day both playing at 10 o'clock well eastern time but the midday game on at the same time on a Saturday. So yep. neither side really knew how they were doing. And uh, got to tell you, they were uh, anything but a tune-up, considering they're both facing each other next oh, weekend. Yeah. So Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 1, Man City 2, Southampton 1. Score lines were both similar. Both were comebacks. Ultimately, the top sides won, but that's pretty much where the similarities end for these two for these two matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um- like you said, both Villa and Southampton went up early. Uh, well, first, not right. necessarily early. Uh, but it, uh, in the Villa-Liverpool game, it was a very lively start, and I thought both teams wasted chances, uh, oh, to yeah. be honest. I think Villa had their I, chances. I actually to... have some insight on this. Okay. I did some research. All right. I was watching, uh, reading an interview with um, McGinn, and he said that they had uh, a lot of good opportunities in the first half because – I wrote it down because I think y'all can translate this Englishism for me. Okay. He's Irish, but uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, they were rowing with each other. Now, I know that means like. Probably rowing. Yeah, fighting. Rowing. Rowing. R-O-W-I-N-G, yeah. yeah. But apparently the Liverpool players were disorganized, arguing amongst themselves and fighting. That's and not a good that sign. that gave Villa a lot of chances to yeah. take the lead early. And that's not a good sign. Right. And we'll... <laughs> Pardon me. We'll we'll hit on to the city game in a second, but the goals are very different. The Southampton goal was Ederson spilling the ball, 
the yeah. goal from Villa was a convincing, gorgeous cross. Mm. Yeah. And it was an emphatic statement kind of goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John McGinn had that lovely delivery. Dare mm-hmm. I say it was inspired? It oh, was, it, was, <laughs> it was absolutely inspired. That's, that's the running joke that because apparently my entire game... All the commentators oh, were talking about was, was the lack of inspiration, lack of inspiration and yeah. it needs to be inspired. And so Mel just loves using the word inspired. I counted during the halftime break because there really wasn't much to talk about. Right. 15 times they said a Ooh. version of inspired. That would be essentially drinking an entire fifth of whiskey <laughs> if we went through your drinking game you wanted to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Trezeguet finished that off for his first goal uh, in the Premier League. Um, which brilliant was awesome. Hit. Yeah. Brilliant hit. It was fantastic. Uh, and again, like I said, a lovely delivery from John McGinn. Um, Lalana had a ball cut back to him from Firmino. Did you see this? That he almost put out for a throw in? Yeah. <laughs> Just to not make a good connection poorly. at all. Yeah, it was that bad, uh, which I thought was very funny. Um, and then a great goal from Andy Robertson, really. It was a bullet header, um, kind of Hulk smash. Uh, similar to what Tyrone Mings did a couple of weeks ago. Um, just like got big and just just and powered a header straight through Tom Heaton, and which just, is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And Tom, just minutes before that, dude. Tom Heaton saved the one with his shoulder blade, Absolutely. basically exact he same thing. He was yep. a one man beast. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. hot for Heaton. I don't. That's <laughs> oh. my new hashtag. Uh, hashtag Villanista. Hashtag hot for Heaton. Heaton. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. I have a question. Heaton guys. stood on his head. Mm-hmm. He played really well. Oh, Absolutely. I mean that one you couldn't do anything about. I have a question. Sure. Uh, Jack was out because he had a, uh, he was still nursing a calf injury. Yeah. If Jack's on the field, does Villa actually win that match? It's possible. I mean, it, you know, Captain Villa inspire, yeah. inspires ah, them, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, the way, um, I mean, almost similarly to the way Steven Gerrard used to inspire Liverpool, you know, I mean, having a hometown boy, a one club man came up through the academy you know, all those sorts of things just always kind of galvanizes a team. And and, so, and he's been in great form lately. I think mm-hmm. he has two in his last two appearances. So, and just the way he's been able to control the ball in the middle of the field, too. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their midfield and defense were at sixes and sevens. I mean, this was... For sure. Yeah. When we've talked about Liverpool looking poor the past couple of weeks, now they lo- I felt they looked ultimately very good against Tottenham, but apparently everybody looks pretty good against Tottenham right now, with the exception of Everton. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But... They went back to that regression. They, they Liverpool did not look good. Klopp was no. not complimentary of his side. He was very critical of his side. In fact, oh yeah, as as he should have been. Um, Mane was Johnny on the spot into Kloppage time. Yep, uh, actually. Yep, that's <laughs> right. The new the new the expression. New, the new expression it used to be Fergie time, obviously. <laughs> yep. Now uh, it's Kloppage. Now it's Kloppage time. I I was a little intrigued to see five minutes added to a game. That had wow. one that goal, was some bullshit. one goal, no injuries, and two subs. Yeah. Fucking hell! I just was wondering <laughs> where that extra minute yeah, two come from. That's strange. It really that, that, that is. That minute that they actually needed, and yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't that. And utilized to great effect uh, oh, yeah. to break your heart. Oh yeah, oh. that didn't go unnoticed. Um, but again, we we've said it time and time again. This this is the kind of result. Just the the situation that they were in. And the timing that they were in, this is a draw. This is drop points. Yeah. They ground out a win. Somehow, some way, they found a win. That's what champions do. They win ugly. Yeah. And oh, Liverpool absolutely. will find their stride again. 
Oh, Make no mistake about they that. They will work it out, and they will find their fucking stride again. Yeah. So all these results, which last season came in between the, the holiday period and just after January, where they dropped all those points, and then ultimately dropped points to you at Goodison Park last season, mm-hmm. and, and the culmination of that, which is where City overtook them. Right. But they had a 10-point lead and capitulated. These are those kind of games that they did that in last season. They're not doing it. Yeah, it was only They're, one draw in those in those five poor games. Yep. It was one draw. They're, Everything else was a win. Right. They're now finding these wins where they really need to. They're not dropping many points, obviously. Still unbeaten. Um, I could get them fighting amongst themselves, and they'll fall apart for a better team. Yeah, I, mean, I think Villa, they did their best. I don't uh, I don't regret the shot that I'm taking, because Villa, Villa defended wonderfully. Speaking and of that. It was, yeah, go ahead. I, y'all, <laughs> I wasn't going to forget, but I was really proud with how the team played. Oh, yeah. I don't think we have anything to be ashamed of, so I'll take this shot with some pride. Oh, yeah, they gave it their all, absolutely. They did leave it all out on the field. They yeah. didn't fall over and die like nope. Southampton did against Leicester. Nope. Uh a couple of weeks ago, or like West Ham did in the first half this week. Um, I will have to say, and um, the first game of the season. Oh uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I am willing. <laughs> I'm willing to uh, to admit a little bit here with um, Sterling as uh, Melissa is taking her shot, <laughs> selfie shot, um, selfie first. Now I'll do the shot <laughs> up the villa hashtag villanista and hot for Heaton. Um, oh, that sounded like three H's there. Yeah, it did. Hot for Heaton. Hot for Heaton. <laughs> Apparently, I have a type. I go do, for goalies. Do you have any cool whip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was really about to wonder when the Stewie thing was coming out. Hard <laughs> free. Um, so, first game of the season for uh, West Ham, Man City. Sterling gets called offsides by a shoulder blade. Um, Firmino gets called offsides by an armpit. Um, I don't think in either instance it was really offsides, but. Yeah. All right, both of, both of them got bit for one. VAR had a fucking shit weekend. Can we just get that over with now? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I mean, I've got so much to say right at the yeah. very end when All we right. get to my game. So right. I think that'll, I, th- I think three calls that I will talk about in my game will encompass exactly everything that's wrong with VAR. So, yeah. but um, it, it was just straight fucked all weekend. It was horrible. All across horrible. multiple games, it fucked a lot of shit up. After, after they were told by FIFA and the FA. Hey, referees, well, I found this start out. using the television screens. Not a single one went to it. Right. FIFA told them, not the Premier League. Apparently, last weekend, and I, this was an article on Sky Sports, last week, last week um, the head of the, the professional match officials, professional game match officials or whatever, the mm-hmm. PWGOL. Got it. Um, Met with all of the coaches of the Southern Premier League teams, uh-huh. and this week they're meeting with all the coaches of the Northern Premier League teams. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently VAR is top of the list as to why it sucks so bad and what's going on. Um, apparently, this said, the article that I read said that FIFA told them that they should be using the pitch side monitors in every other country where VAR is in effect, those referees use the pitch side monitor. Right. For whatever reason, in the Premier League, they don't. In the Premier League... I think we misspoke because I think it was reported falsely that the Premier League told them to go use it. They're there, they're plugged in, but apparently they're not supposed to walk over there because they're worried about interrupting the game for a length of time or having players and supporters turn on the referee because at least if somebody else is making the decision, the referee can hold his hands up and say, hey, it's the guy 50 miles away from here. I think Arlo White said it very eloquently on uh, Saturday during the Chelsea-Watford match. He points out, he goes, ah, there's the VAR monitors. 
and they appear to be plugged in too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't yes. know why they're there if they're telling them not to use them. I don't know why they're there at all. And then it, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. It sounds you know like this was just half-ass instituted. I, I have a very interesting philosophy on some of it. I'm going to save it for That's international fine. break because I think it's a good discussion to have. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking perhaps the refs might be bottling it. Yeah. Well, well I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, like legitimately bottling it because they don't like the idea of oh, the you AR. Think you, they're purposely bottling it. I think they could be. You think they're fucking it up so they can get rid of it? Again, it'll be a topic for our uh, international Ooh. break. I think that could be uh, Ooh, a good like 20 that. minutes I'd to li- fill out hey, a show. I like that. Football conspiracy theories. Yes, exactly. Most of the shit we'll just make up ourselves. <laughs> Tune into the international break. So, um, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, Ederson with a rare mistake so far this season. He's been pretty much perfect. To but- be honest, it was a decent hit that bounced just in front of him in kind of harsh conditions. <laughs> Which is exactly what you want to do, is put the keeper right. in a difficult place. The, with the way the ball skids or bounces um, in those conditions can be difficult to handle. Still got to get it away. Well, absolutely. Got to get it away. You would expect somebody of his quality to do better. Yeah. But they always tell you, try to hit just in front of the goalkeeper because they never know how it's going to come off the ground. No. And in this case, he fucked it up, and it was very well done. James Ward-Prowse. Right oh, John, on the spot. Johnny on the spot, yep. man. Yeah. Followed it right in. The um I mean, not that I'm a world class world class goalkeeper, but I've played keeper. You typically, when you judge it, you see it coming in and you know you're not gonna get it, you just get it away. Yeah, just claw it away. It'll, it'll be it'll be an ugly corner and your team will look at you like you've got two heads, like what the hell were you doing? You're like, yeah. Nope. <laughs> like it just needed to get out of here. You're like, I wasn't holding that. Yeah. I wasn't holding that. Exactly. And you just knock it away. Yep. Um <laughs> Like I said, though, but that game felt more like an, a fortunate opportunity for Southampton, more where the Villa-Liverpool match felt like an equal adversary. It never felt like City, because we had the game on, we had the uh, Liverpool-Villa game on the TV, and I was watching the City-Southampton match on my phone. Right. And <laughs> it just never really felt like... Like City wasn't going to get the three points, like no, you knew it was going to come. I mean, and after that, there were a few more chances here and there, but after that, City really dominated possession, dominated the chances, and Sergio Aguero himself had three or four before he put one away. Yeah, it was actually uncharacteristically kind of wasteful. Yeah, uh, that was surprising. Honest. He's normally was a, very good at a couple of headers that he met on the way up, as opposed to at their highest point that he normally. I mean, two of them were free headers. Oh, there's one he slapped. He was right in the middle of the six, and he just slapped his hands on the ground afterwards. He yeah. knew he he knew he blew he was it. Really frustrated with himself, but it was him that came up trumps um, to score the equalizer, uh, and then Kyle Walker did really well to adjust his body and with his wrong foot um, meet the uh, meet the the cross that was over hit um, with his wrong foot on the slide and volley it in uh, well for the winner. Ball. Really yeah, well, absolutely. Ball. Um, do you? Th- and he's in my fantasy team. Do you think that perhaps the midweek <laughs> cup matchup that um, Southampton and City faced against each other, although, frankly, City didn't put their A squad out there, but do you think it kind of gave Southampton an idea of, okay, this is exactly what we should expect as far as an attack should go? And I, I just don't feel convinced that it was like, Southampton rallied and decided not to give up goals after that monstrous defeat to no. uh, to 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 uh, no, Leicester. I, it, it it just kind of felt like, oh, 
I just saw them four days ago. Right. We uh, know what we're expecting. The one thing that I would say to that point, though, is City only has an A squad. That's true. Even their B squad is an A squad. This was their D squad. This was all their kids were playing some, for the most part. I mean, they some still of had them. some yeah, good Sergio players Aguero, out there. Yeah, Sergio Aguero, Kyle Walker, John yeah. Stones. Yeah. Um, but they also had a ton of kids I mean, out Phil there. Foden was out there. Yeah, Bernardo Silva was out there. Yeah. I mean, they still had a fair few. I'm season- talking about the League Cup game in the middle of the week. Oh, you're not. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm right. talking that that they faced him in the middle of the week oh, in yeah. a League Cup game where yeah. at at City. Yeah, that so, was just that was a practice round. They knew they were going to lose. That was yeah. a practice round for the weekend. Right. So that South was basically Hampton, a scouting trip. But, but that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So I I don't think that I don't think that that score, especially if you know Ederson doesn't give up that early goal and doesn't make that mistake. I think by halftime. City's probably winning, and then City probably yeah. runs away with it. I'd agree with that. I, it felt more like circumstance that the game was where it was, where, like I said again, in Villa-Liverpool, Villa was there to have a go. Yeah. And Liverpool wasn't necessarily ready for them. So it was, I mean... Well, and again, Villa's been in good form, and they were at home, so riding the crowd... Uh, Liverpool obviously being a big team, and people forget how massive of a club Aston Villa is. Yeah. You know, and they have a proud tradition there as well that kind of went wayward under the American ownership of Randy Lerner. Yeah. So stick to baseball, win World Series, don't run a soccer team, right? That's right. That's right. Which is what we do win World Series. Teams expected to be at the bottom of the table have been playing really well lately, getting points. In fact, all of them got three points this weekend. Brighton 2, Norwich 0, Sheffield United 3, Burnley 0, Newcastle 3, West Ham 2. Um, Seagulls, winners of three of their last four, Sam. Um, and this was a huge six-pointer. And the only loss was Villa late in extra time. Yeah. Yep. This was a big six-pointer, and Norwich failed to deliver again. They rattled the bar once, which doesn't officially count as a shot on target. So officially, they failed to register a shot on goal. Ugh. Norwich City. You can't win a football game if you don't put the ball in the back of the net. So, uh, not and, n- not knowing a ton about Norwich, other than yeah, obviously the little bit that we've seen of them so far in the prem, um, and also unfortunately not getting anybody to do the show during the summer to kind of talk a little bit about Norwich. Um, been kind of relying on Twitter. That's a dig. That is a dig. Um, kind of been looking at Twitter to see what fans of Norwich are saying. Don't we have a button for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's on the other page. I think I can find it. Yeah, somewhere. all these buttons. We, you know, She gets all excited I and mean, pushes can, the unmute button. Bully. Good. It works out so I can cough again, because apparently all I can do on this show tonight <laughs> is cough my fucking ass off. And have it on injury time last week, too. Yeah, I just... Uh, don't know what it is. It, it, no, the fall um, allergies. I don't have a button for that. It is. Uh, I was daft. Oh, that's damn. what I have. All right. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, um, what I was seeing a lot on Twitter from uh, from Norwich City supporters was the fact that they don't have either one of their starting center backs. Okay, understandable. That can make life hard on you, and I know there's a ton of injuries. But if you don't register a fucking shot on goal in a game, you can't fucking win. Yeah. Period. End of discussion. You can't win if you don't put the ball in the back of the net. And I don't know what happened. All the goals, they were free-flowing the first four or five games of the season. Yeah. Timu Puki came out like a, a, with a, a fucking barn burner, and we've barely heard his name spoken since. It's, it's, it's all going very wrong. 
And I'm I'm starting really to worry for Daniel Farka's job. I feel like this is going to be the twentieth place team. Oh no, Watford are horrendous. They'll be a solid nineteenth. <laughs> I'm Norwich, thinking I'm Watford's thinking, fucking terrible. I'm thinking Watford's gonna be a solid nineteenth and uh, <laughs> Norwich is gonna be twentieth. Um but also uh Trissard for um for Brighton getting back into the team. He was in the team last week against uh, Everton and, frankly, uh, made uh, Sidibe his girlfriend the entire second yeah. half when he came onto the pitch. <laughs> yep. Doing it again in this match, uh, he adds a really nice flair to that team. And they're, you know, this is different than last year with the kind of um, unexpected wins they were getting last year. This team seems a little more convincing. You know, and it's oh, not yeah, just relying sure. on defense. Absolutely. Uh, Grand Potter's really opened them up uh, a bit and allowed them to express themselves. And they're, I mean, Glenn Murray by himself at 34, 35 years old, whatever he was last season, did enough to keep them in the league, obviously. But they didn't really have too much going forward at all. Yeah. The addition of Troussard and the emergence of Conley have really freed them up and allow that team to, to play. Yeah. Um, Troussard with that the lovely little touch. Oh yeah. Um for that for the first goal. Just the perfect toes uh length to just nudge that around the already committed Tim Cruel. Um, which was cruel on him because he had done very well to keep Norwich in the game up till that point. Yeah. And made a couple of saves after that as well, uh, that were fantastic. And then Shane Duffy with a, a, a lovely um a lovely slide uh stretch to to uh to reach the cross that came in from deep and um and score. Uh, was was wonderful for him as well, and you saw what it meant to him, pounding his chest and and going crazy. So, um, yeah, Shane Duffy's your old boy, isn't he? yeah, he is. Yeah. I, uh, Irish national as well. Yeah, maybe um, you could have used him. Currently, <laughs> yes. Um, the the blades have not lost since the drop ball against Liverpool. Yep, they are cruising right along. Oh yeah, and. Really out Burnley, Burnley. Yeah. Um. When they got they they ended up you know starting to turn the screw, but Burnley really didn't threaten hardly at all in this game. They also Burnley failed to register a shot on target despite having more of the ball. Burnley. They had like fifty seven percent possession, uh, or so, something close to that number, and did not register a shot on target. Burnley pulled a bit of an Everton. They Everton that, as we like to say. <laughs> um. There was they were down one nothing. Ball comes across the center of the box on a corner kick. Should have been called a handball. VAR doesn't call it a handball because, you know, when your arm's away from the body and it hits you directly in the arm, yeah. you know, that's apparently not a handball unless you're on offense. So Hashtag yeah. sarcasm. Yeah. So that, that was unfortunate, obviously. That and, should have been a penalty. And then two quick goals right after that, and it just seemed like... Burnley just didn't care after they didn't get the call. And that's where I say it was like an Everton that because it's like, you know, Everton, if the call doesn't go their way, they suddenly just fold up. Well, that's exactly what it seemed like Burnley did, which is very uncharacteristic for a, oh, a yeah. Dyche team. I was Absolutely. very surprised. 100%. Um, but a lovely flick uh, from um, Musse. Yeah. Uh, for all that three assists, right? I think. I think he had all three assists. That's possible. Did he get a hat trick of assists? I'll look that up. But um, the first one, definitely he did. And goals ball in was, his last two games as well. Yeah, and ball was cut into him. Both defenders committed to him. And he just flicked it with the outside of his left boot, um, but, you know, diagonal behind mm -hmm. 
to the onrushing Lundstrom. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and <laughs> I was looking up the stats for your game before I get here, so I could take digs at you. Oh, thanks. Very good. No problem. It's it is not hard to do. <laughs> I mean, Musse did have all three assists. You're absolutely right. I I do wonder, like I said, if Burnley gets that penalty and if Burnley ties it up one one, is that a completely different game? Absolutely. I think it probably is. It definitely I think is. It really, really is. Especially because, let's face it, Sheffield does play off of a lot of emotion. You know. Yeah, for sure. Take but that the- emotion out of the game and make it just a <laughs> clinical, physical game. Burnley typically wins those. Yeah. But Sheffield, like I said, has been playing a very organized, compact, oh, yeah. counterattacking style. And um and really moved Burnley around. That that little grass cutter cross. Yeah. Where the hell was everybody? Yeah. Yeah. It's at least two missed assignments in yep. in that uh in that goal. And I'm not sure maybe they just didn't have it that day. I mean, everybody's allowed a bad day at the office, and I think this may have been Burnley's. Yeah, that that's what I'm kind of chalking it up to. I think it was just Burnley had a bad one, and it just didn't go their way. Now, um, Sheffield, can they keep this up? They're in sixth place currently. No. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> um, so when was the last time Newcastle scored uh, three goals on the road? I think, it has been fi- I think it's been 15 matches since they've scored more than one goal in a game, period. See, you stepped all over my punchline. I was going to say, when's the last time they just scored three fucking goals? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I looked this stat up because I the scoreline was so surprising to me. Uh, so I did look that up, and it's been 15 matches since they scored more than one in a game. Yeah, it's just <laughs> insane. I, I wonder if that was the uh, Man City 2-1 to one win. It might be. Yeah, That would have had to have been, I think, because that was in, like, March, wasn't it? Or April last year? No, 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 no. It was in Feb. It was either in February or January because uh, it was yeah, then- by March they never gave up a point again. Uh, City. Yeah, true. That's yeah. yeah. You're right. So yeah, no, there was something else that happened then. Yeah, I think it was that two to one loss was the last time they dropped points last season. So Alan, I just want to start off and say congratulations, my friend. Um, your Newcastle were, dare I say, clinical. Yeah. Uh, only had thirty percent of the ball, <laughs> but more shots on target than West Ham. Uh, and Newcastle are up to fifteenth place, four points clear of the relegation zone. And Steve Bruce is still in a fucking job, and Mike Ashley still owns a club. I... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds like they were inspired. Somebody check hell. I think it froze over. This this <laughs> club's going to escape probably. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Like absolutely, it's crazy. Both center backs scored. Yep, and neither one of them was uh, Jamal Lascelles. Exactly, <laughs> which is who Hulk smashed a header in a couple of weeks ago. Also, yep. But it was uh, and nor Fabian Share who likes to score goals. This time it was uh, Kieran Clark. And Frederico Fernandez, wasn't it? Yes. I think I, so. I lost my goddamn... Yeah, Frederico Fernandez. There you go, that <laughs> Lost boy. my spot. Um, another great cross. On his goal, though, I have no idea where the fuck the defense was. Right. Not sure what happened with, the, uh, with that one. And the keeper came, in, he came way too late and ended up putting himself in fucking no man's land. We expected that from Roberto, though. There was concerns about... Roberto in the net versus oh, Fabianski. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's definitely reared its ugly head a couple of times in 100%. the last few weeks. Yeah, and he has those wings tattooed on his neck, and it looked like uh, the motion he was doing to his tattoo artist when he tattooed him on for that John Joe Shelby free kick. Oh, it yeah. It was fucking stupid. It was terrible. 30 yards out. What are you doing? It, it got hands to it, and it still went in the back of the net. And it's pitiful. Um, but finally, finally, 
uh, Robert Snodgrass found a goal from open play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> towards the end, be set pieces. Yeah, every every goal. Balblena's uh, for the first for West Ham was a set piece. Um, so all three of Newcastle's were set pieces, and one of West Ham's two was um, mighty impressive from uh, from Snodgrass. His you know playing down in the championship for the last couple of years, kind of an older veteran guy, gets onto this team figure he's probably just going to be a bench player, and he's wiggled his way into this oh, he's, lineup. He's, he's, and he's got he's great delivery, some yeah. Good, he's playing some good football. He's got an eye for a pass. He takes a great free kick. Um, I like Robert Snellgrass, always did, and he's a tough-nosed Scotsman. So, oh. the, the fuck is going wrong with West Ham right now? No Fabianski, and West Ham sometimes turns up without desire, heart, or determination. Uh, and this was one of those days. I mean, I mean, Newcastle didn't do anything special. It's just lack of concentration. Three <laughs> set, They scored on three set pieces. You were down 3 nothing in your own building mm-hmm. against a relegation battle team. Yep. That is hard to wrap your head around. Oh, as, yeah. As well, a, a, lot, fan of, a lot of fans down. left at 2-0. <clears throat> and then the players look up and like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what else I noticed about this game? What? That bubble machine was on fucking overdrive. Oh, yeah. uh, before the match, those bubbles, bubbles. Didn't, those bubbles didn't dissipate for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hard hitting analysis you're going to get here on the Drunkard United Football Show. Yeah, is the bubble machine? Tiny bubbles in the stands. Do you know their song? No, not at all. It's, I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high they reach the sky, and like my dreams, they fade and die. Yeah, I could have gone right. <laughs> 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 I could have gone the rest of my life without knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it funny that they had the bubble thing in overdrive, the bubble machine. Yep. And then, like their dreams, they fade and die, and they lost 3-2 to fucking Newcastle at home. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league in, oh, so that happened. Arsenal won. Wolverhampton won. Bournemouth won. Manchester United nil. Chelsea 2. Watford won. Leicester 2, Palace nil. Fuck you guys. And Everton 1, Tottenham 1. Um, Sammy. Another capitulation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Arsenal didn't kill the game off, obviously, uh, but we also have given up two goal leads in, the, in our last two outings besides uh, this one where we gave up a one goal lead. Um, and we're just shit defensively. Uh, we got outshot in our own building 8-4 to four, uh, by Wolves. And once they equalized, Emery had a 72 million pound of attacking talent uh, in Pepe sitting on the bench, which I said he should have dropped him two weeks ago, let him get his head right, and this would have been the game that he came in for uh, and probably done well. Um, He brings on two 18-year-olds and Sayed Kalasinac. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. The only good thing he did was he started Ozil, and granted, Jaka was nowhere near the first team today. Uh, Saturday. Emery out. Why why is it over, gosh, I want to say the last eight years, even during Wenger, <laughs> when it's a down year in the Prem, right? Because it's it's clear. It's it's Liverpool and it's City, and everything else is there to be had. All you have to do is play consistent football, and you can't play consistent football. The year Leicester won, you we had to play consistent football. Consistently, consistently piss poor. Yeah. yeah. Why why can't you guys just seem to take advantage of a good situation? Because we can't sh- have nice things. 
I, the karma of going a full season unbeaten in 2004 <laughs> is finally coming up to us, and we just can't have nice things anymore. I mean, you, you, not, I'm worried about Lacazette leaving. I'm worried about Aubameyang leaving because they're not going to keep taking this toxic atmosphere and this bullshit. Well, and they're not, not going to play four straight years in a fucking Europa League. Per, that's what I was about to say. They're under, not going to play Europa. Yeah. Those, those guys are getting and older they deserve, and they want to yeah. play Champions League and ball. They and they deserve and, to play Champions League that, ball. Exactly. They Absolutely. deserve it. And, you know, another week under the fucking vampire uh, that is Unai Emery is, is just, it's just depressing now, man. It really is. It's I'm over it. And I actually got a uh, the correspondence we were talking about earlier, Chef Bentley sent. Because um, really, there's nothing in the game to talk about. No, there's not. Um, it, was, uh, it was garbage again. Our transition from defense to attack was a little bit better with Ozil and the team, so we actually had a playmaker, but we chose to not do shit with it um, right. uh, uh, forward. And Rui Patricio did do well. But, all right, that's enough about the, the game. Um, he asked if I, if I was Unai Emery. Uh, if we were Unai Emery, um, would we ever let Granite Jacka captain the club still? What do you think? He did release a statement and apologize for no, his didn't. actions. He like did not apologize. He, he gave the apology of the "I'm sorry if it offended you" right, apology, which is not an apology, right? <laughs> um, that, it's a fine line because the the players on the field like and respect Jaka. So if you don't let him wear the armband again, you're probably pissing off your your players. But it's also important to send a message to the overall club family that that behavior isn't acceptable. I don't think you see the armband on him for a few months, but I do think eventually you see the armband on him again because... The overwhelming support from the, quote, right players, a la Lucas Torreira, supporting Xhaka is very, I mean, it's surprising. I would have thought players would have just stepped out of the way and been like, glad it's not me. But players are going out of their way to kind of vocalize to a very unpopular opinion and say, no, he's our captain, we respect him, we He's, you know, some something to be said for that. So I think it's a very fine line to walk. All right. You want my opinion? <coughs> uh, Jaka, fuck off. We can go yeah. ahead and go on to the next I game. I hope he <laughs> never fucking plays for the club again. Yeah. I understand that there's internet trolls. I understand that there's people that have put pressure on him in inexcusable and unacceptable ways, talking shit about his family, his wife, his daughter, um, talking shit about him personally as a human being and not about his job. But as a fan base, I understand all that. And that I don't believe, as a human being, you, you should need to practice the compartmentalization, right? Those internet trolls are not the ones that are at the games. Right. They're not doing that. This was a reaction. The reaction he had may have been to internet trolls, but that he lashed out at the people that were there. And whatever, he said fuck off before he even reached a sideline, so I guarantee you he didn't hear any specific thing that anyone said to him. It was just the loud booing. Right. That reaction is inappropriate also. You are the supposed to be the captain of this club. It's what we said last and week. And you're supposed to carry yourself accordingly, and he didn't. Now, I am of... You wear the armband, you right. are held to a different set of standards. Now, I am of the opinion anyway that even before this, Jaka could have fucked off. 
I don't like him as a player. I don't think he brings anything to the table for us. I think most of the stats that people that want him there have been touting over the last couple of weeks are only there because Emery picks him every fucking game. So if he's on the field more often than he's not, he's going to have better statistics because he's there do- he's, he's there playing the game, right? And we like to play very slow, methodical, side-to-side football. So, yeah, he's had more touches, more completed passes. He's also lost the ball more than any other player. Yeah. You know, He's no, also gotten true. sent off more than any other Arsenal player. Uh, has in the last uh, since he's been with the club, so there's there's a massive downside to having him there. And when he is there, I don't see him doing enough to warrant a place in that side. When we have the little bulldog and Lucas Torreira, who does everything well, who's who's the Uruguayan John McGinn, just works his fucking arse off. Yeah, and you have you have Xhaka strolling around like he owns the place, dude. And I, I told you last week, the second that a professional athlete feels entitled to that position, right? They are no longer beneficial to the team. Do you think he's gone in January? I hope so. If Emery's in charge, he won't be. Got it. If Emery's in charge, he won't be. Because I don't know if Jaka has naked pictures of him or what, but what I don't is, know why Emery can't see that he's shit. I don't get it. What's your thought then to what I said, where there is just an overwhelming amount of support from the players? I, Do you think I mean, Emery I think as a team, loses the team if... Well, what what happened with the the Egyptian team and the bad DMs at the during the World Cup, yeah, uh, or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, everybody supported, or the them. African Cup of Nations, maybe, yeah, whatever it was, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. That everybody showed support for their teammate. That's what a team does. A team is a family. Okay. You should do that, and you should have a united front. But you can't fucking do that to your supporters. These are the people that pay your wages. These are the people that come out, spend their hard-earned money that they work 40, 50 hours a week to get, and they come to be entertained. They come to see the team that means more to them than it does to you, and you're the one making millions of dollars off of it. Right. Or a million a pound. You, you need to fucking show up, care, Good put enough. in a shift, and you don't. So fuck off then. No one's bigger than the club. I hope he never plays for the team again. And if I was Emery, if I keep my job past losing to Leicester this weekend, then I would never have him play for the club again. It would be the best thing he could do. Got it. Now, uh, Cherries, finally get a goal in November. Didn't get any in... Uh... Yeah, a lovely goal it was, too. Yeah, so... um, there, the... Nothing else really happened. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean... <laughs> Manchester United didn't do it the week before. They did it this week. This was the game they bottled up. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty even in possession and yeah, shots man. and everything else. Um, now, Martial I mean, looked good leading the line, though. The The obvious answer is, oh, it's Pogba, but there's nobody, you know, creating anything currently for Man United. And the answer is, well, Pogba's hurt. But when Pogba comes back, he's not the long-term answer. Again, it's so toxic. He's not going to want to be there. Yeah, it's so toxic. Uh, Pogba's not a number 10. This is... but. Again, <laughs> Emery's trying to shoehorn Ceballos into the number 10 role before he just brought Ozil back this past week, right? right? Pogba's being shoehorned into a number 10. He's not a number 10. He's a box-to-box guy. Yep. He's probably the best box-to-box midfielder in the world, and they're using him ineffectively. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's there's really not much else to say well, about this is that like, match. This is like Maurizio Sarri and, and Golo Kante last season, <laughs> trying to play him on the right wing. Mm. The best defensive midfielder in the world. <laughs> Yep, what are you doing? On the right wing. What the fuck are you doing? So it just doesn't make sense. Um, good win for Chelsea. An ugly, close win that they didn't capitulate. They didn't give away. But also, I dare say, an encouraging loss for Watford. 
Yeah, they played pretty well. They've played really well for the past month. They haven't I'm, played poorly. I'm just worried if they're too far off it. Yeah. Is everybody else going to be bad enough for you to get, claw your way out of it? They're six point from safety and still haven't won a game this season. They're playing the right team this weekend. They're going to Norwich. Man United? Oh. No, Watford's <laughs> going to Norwich. <laughs> Uh, that was facetious. Um, um, uh, American on the score sheet yep. again. Pulisic uh, with another goal. Tammy Abraham scored and then assisted the winner. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and Pulisic busted a fucking gut to get there. I, I Another example, wh- wh- I don't want to get into it because I want to kind of keep the ball rolling, but the uh, VAR rears it ugly head again. Was it really a penalty? You know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you you set parameters last week that says that that's a clear and obvious, you know, with, with the Brighton game, that that was a clear and obvious foul. But then, like, the very next day in the Everton match, Son had a very similar penalty claim, and it was called no penalty. So there's just... I, I'm i okay with the it idea of everything. Dove. Yeah, But there's just got to be consistent, it's consistency yeah. to it all. How is that any different than Son's dive against against Everton? Because his foot barely got caught underneath, he took a step, and then he jumped away, which is exactly what Delafeu <laughs> did. His leg kicked out afterwards. Yeah. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. Delafeu took a full step Yeah, I mean, <laughs> after he got kicked. One was a penalty, one is not a penalty. Okay, well then, if if, yeah, VAR, if the VAR can't be that consistent, it's just terrible. I'm just It's ruining right. football, to be honest. So, um... Leicester get a scrappy win. Uh, you know, they move into third, and it would appear Palace isn't going away. Oh, well, surprisingly the... even through the whole game here. Yeah. It wasn't a particularly good first half. The no, second no, no, half no. was much better. No, the quality wasn't very good, but it, I mean, it was end to end stuff, and they were wasteful again. Um, there was a couple of weird tackles that flew in, uh, but it was pretty entertaining overall, I'd say. I mean, they were, you know, it was hotly contested, just the quality wasn't there for real. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Yun Chu breaking the deadlock with a stooping header, his first goal as a professional. Yep, which is pretty fucking cool. Harry who? Yeah, a Harry what? Yeah, a Harry eighth place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, what a Harry spot Man United are in. Uh, uh, you like that? Maguire what? <laughs> um, blah blah blah. Jamie Vardy rounding it out uh, in the 88th minute as usual from him. Uh, great pass. Uh, and then the finish to match. Oh, I forgot. We got to go back to Chelsea for just a second. Yeah. Jorginho's fucking pass to Tam- Tammy Abraham for Dirty. that first goal. Dirty. And Tammy's. T- oh, my and God. Tammy's that was touch. nasty. And Tammy's touch. That both things were perfect. It it was like that perfect golf shot that goes oh, yeah. up and it just like curved oh, back. Yeah. He definitely it played went the fade forward and it faded right back onto oh, his yeah. foot as he puts it away. Yeah, I just I and forgot. Just I forgot we waited. had not mentioned that pass. You got to well, mention that pass. It hit that bounce and Tammy as the goal as uh as the goalkeeper was rushing out. Ben Foster just lifted it over him. Just a, a very easy to sky that right. Have a rush of blood. Yep. And get nervous. I'm going to get clattered. You know, whatever. And sky it or put it wide. And Tammy just cushioned it right over him. Found the back of the net perfectly. Watched and it I, come down. Watch it come to his foot. Didn't look at the goal. Just watched it off his foot. You know, watch the ball the whole time. Whatever else happens is what happens. Yep. And he did it brilliantly. And that ball touched the net before it hit the ground. Right. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Always love that on chips. Yeah. That don't hit the ground first. Yep. Or, you know, those little loft. Yep. Yeah. Love that. It was, that was it beautiful. Was pretty amazing. It was beautiful. All right. So let's go ahead and get into um, Everton and Spurs. Um, I don't want to talk a ton about the injury because we're talking about a man's uh, livelihood and someone got 
very brutally injured. Um, it was a, uh, a fractured, dislocated ankle. Yeah, it's dislocated with a bone fractured in the into, dislocation. Into the dislocation, yeah, yeah. All I know is your foot does not bend the way it is. Well, his leg was yeah. straight and his foot was directly oh. to the right. Yeah, it, it was, was nasty. It was sideways. Almost threw up. Um, everyone watching it, you could tell the oh, the, the players on everyone's oh, yeah. face was like, ah. I, it brought me right back to Eduardo when Ryan Shorecross broke his leg. Yeah. And his foot was flopping around as he fell to the ground. It was disgusting. I had so, Joe Theismann flashbacks. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're, and uh, Alex Smith last year, yeah, same yeah. thing. Honestly, we're already saying more than I want to well, about I, it. Well, then real quick, let me get the mm, question out. Because Bentley, Bentley uh, this was the other part of his correspondence. Was, yes, absolutely. Um, do we think that when he does come back, of uh, Andres Gomez, do we think that uh, he will be the same player that he has been? I don't know. We're not medical professionals, by the way. Um, Let's put that disclaimer for, in here. <laughs> for as beautiful of a man he is with his gorgeous hair and his uh, beard. And sweet his... scars get women, too, Ooh, man. Man, he is he is a <laughs> damn good-looking gentleman. Um, the, the problem, for, for all his good looks, at the end of the day, he's a hard man. He plays the yeah. middle of the field. He knocks people around. Let, dare That's, I say he's like me? Quite attractive. I, Not afraid I wouldn't to put a go boot in. all that far. His now. beard is much better than yours. Oh, fuck off! It's a the is, charity his thing. Hair is way better Even than yours. Without the charity thing, just saying. His like shimmers and I mean, clothes. let's face it. His yeah. his hair is the best hair in the world. I don't think. Well, that's true. I'll give you that. His hair. I'll give you that. Um, it's what Jack Relish wishes his was. Yeah, I, I would say so. The show title: Best Hair in the World. <laughs> Very good. Um, the um, I I. I wonder if he's going to be able to still be that kind of same, very aggressive, very physical guy, because th- that kind of an injury can change you a little. Um, fortunately, surgery was successful. They've already said they've said three, the quote very successful was the article I three read. So to, that's a good sign. Three to four months. Yeah, it's um, a great sign. Uh, uh, every so I, I hope he comes back. Well, it's hard to get into a psyche of a guy's head, and when you're a real physical player and you go in hard on every on every tackle, you, you can't help but think about that shit when your foot's fucking going sideways. Well, like the other thing that sucks is that it was his ankle and not his leg. Yeah, you're. If it was a clean break on his leg, bones heal stronger than they were previously. Yeah, so you can wrap your head around that logically, right? You can make that in your head. But when your ankle ligaments stretch, they never go back to where they were before. Are you able to cut as well as you do? Right. Are you able to hit the ball as well with that foot as you used to? Exactly. Like, there's there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. If he can get over the psychological aspect of it, um, I think medicine is to a place now in the world where I think he could have a good career. I think it'd be definitely be a serviceable player. But could he get to the same level that he is currently? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe eighty percent, eighty five percent. Um, between I don't the, know. E- between the ears, I think he'll be okay because he went through hell when he was at Barcelona yeah. to the point that like the papers were reporting like players won't pass him the ball when he was on the pitch. Like <laughs> Jesus he was, Christ, yeah, he went through some real kind of childish shit. Is that yeah, like some real tough shit while at Barca, and he got through that on the other side. And you know, so I 
and he's just he's an exceptionally friendly and charming guy off the pitch. He does a lot of stuff within the community. Yeah. Um I you think that he should be okay? I think he'll um, be fine. Yeah. I think he'll be able to play and no matter what he'll be better than Morgan Schneiderlin. And yeah, precisely. And um I'm I I'm going to only say the opinion once and I'm not I don't want to get into a big long out drawn thing about this. Did Son mean to hurt him? No. No. Did Son mean to foul him in retaliation to getting hit in the face? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Did did he get the red card because of the injury? Yes. Yes. Did he deserve that red card? No. Yes. No. Yes. You can't let that guy stay on the field. No. Okay. You let that guy stay on the field. You've just signed his death warrant because I guarantee you. That's fine. Somebody on that pitch would have just ran up and kicked him in his knee and broke his kneecap. He made his fucking bed and he's lying it. I've done it. (laughs) I did it. I yeah. broke someone's ankle because they fucked with my boy. Yeah, <laughs> they let him stay on the, the field. Look in that guy's face; he wasn't staying on the field either way. He was. Oh no! Most, yeah, he right. was the most mortified. Like. We yeah. spent we spent five minutes on this already, and it's already more than I kind of wanted to do. So, oh, um, speedy recovery. Hope everything goes well. Um, it was a shit game. Um, so it my, took the it first took line I Everton wrote. fucking up <laughs> to get Tottenham a goal. And then it was Everton pushing it against the 10-man side to get the equalizer. It was two teams that were so desperately afraid not to fuck up that they both fucked up. Uh, I would have rather watched a Watford and Newcastle reserve game than the first half of this game. Yes, agreed. Uh, Jesus. The second half was a bit more lively, and the game needed a goal. That finally came from Deli Alley after fucking a Wobi decided not to pass to anybody. Yes, precisely. <laughs> not sure what that was. And then Harry Mina got nutmegged. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see Shank Tosin get a uh, goal. That and was then, a great, right, great So header. after the red, you all were turning the screw like crazy. Yeah. Pressing. But again, and we talked about this for the last few weeks, even with that, it almost seemed just aimless crosses into the box again. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the possession. Yeah, you had the possession. You Working were, the ball around the outside yeah. and then occasionally putting it across. Nobody really probing. Nobody trying to yep. attack the goal. Every time it was cleared, you won the ball back at, at midfield at the latest point mm-hmm. and brought it right back in. But again, just aimless crosses in the box. There was no real rhyme or reason to it. And then fucking Chank Tosun, the, the totally ostracized Turkish forward. Yep. Comes up massively for his club, yep. and all of the tension and all of the emotion of of what happened to Andres Gomez came out. You saw that entire stadium erupt. The players went fucking crazy. We got you, bro. We one didn't of, lose this game. You one, know what I mean? One of the fans reaches around to start to grab to hug Tosun, and Tosun throws his arms around, around the, the fan. fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's starts just, hugging him. It's just all that emotion of I. <laughs> I'm worried about my boy, but I still got a job to do. In all, and then he fucking gets it done. In all the craziness that was going on with the injury, two people kept their calm the entire time. Lucas Digne, the captain, Schenk Tosun, that was right next to Andres Gomez, holding his hand, talking to him. Uh, there's some kept his kept his cool the entire time. There's some pretty bad things going on in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I would he's imagine. Like, sure, he's seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, um, the VAR <laughs> thing that I wanted to get to, I'm going to give you three examples. Um, and the one lesser, I know I'm reaching a little on the first one, but the second two, I'm not. The first one, uh, last week, inadvertently, Michael Keane steps on Connolly's foot. VAR calls it clear and obvious, makes it a penalty. First half, Gomez is running through the center of the box. Serge Ayer leans down with his shoulder, puts his shoulder directly into his chest, knocks him onto the ground, no play. The, the ball was going by him and doing what you normally do. The man or the ball, never both. But puts him on the ground where he's like 
gasping for air, and, the, and the, it had to be attended to. Yeah, put it, How, it was right like in a solar plex. And this is just this is a facetious question. It doesn't even need an answer. VAR. How do you look at a guy accidentally stepping on one guy's foot and calling that a clear and obvious change? You then VAR and look at that and consider that there's nothing there. It's a different VAR. How do you? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Second one. A handball. If the ball is in an unnatural position and inadvertently hits your hand, it's a Deli Alley one. It right? is a handball. Yes, the Deli Alley yeah. one. His hand is above his head, hits his <laughs> arm, hits his arm above his head, and it is not a fucking handball. The same team. Now here was the here was the excuse the FA gave gave was the two players were going for the ball and his arm was forced into an unnatural position. Oh fuck off. Okay, then what about the Laporte ball? Right. Laporte was being pushed to the ground. His arm was going backwards as he was falling. The ball hits his hand. How is one <laughs> a handball? How is another not a handball? So they just scrapped the whole fucking thing. Ar- Arlo in that match went, how, how, how is that not a handball? Right? And then, and then Arlo, again, Richarlison, after we scored the equalizer... Is running towards is running towards the goal, gets a little um a yes fuck VAR, little bit. D- last defender gets a little bit of the back of uh, Rosharlison as he's pulling back his leg to pull it away. Arlo White says that exact same play happened last week at Anfield and they called that a penalty. How is that not a penalty? I wonder if they do that as referees, right? Do they have their weekly meeting and go, hey, listen, you gave this penalty last week. It shouldn't have been a penalty. I don't think it was. So that situation happens this week. No red card. No. and You know what I'm saying? And I'm one guy paying a hyper amount of attention to my team. I guarantee you... You can look at your at your team, and for me, unfortunately, it was all in one game. You, like, <laughs> yeah. you can like, I, I mean, we didn't play well. We didn't deserve anything, but for fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, like these are it's it's black and white comparison, and clear and obvious is just this scapegoat that everybody's hiding behind, and it's it's fucking ruining the game right oh, yeah. now. V-A- it's ruining the fucking game. VAR. Even a shit fucking performance like Tottenham fucking Everton, and they're ruining the fucking game. VAR is like the strap-on that your wife bought because she wants to peg it, but you weren't ready for it. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. That's right, Sam. I thought that was the perfect way to end that segment. (laughs) Well said. Going into Sammy's bedroom and his pegging uh, exploits with his missus. I don't do that. I'm just saying that I imagine it would ruin my marriage if she decided she wanted to do that, and I don't. Sam? I'm not judging. I'm just saying. You want to try some stuff? (laughs) No, thank you, darling. (laughs) (laughs) He's giggling because he does, though. Let's get into prediction time. Ray and I are big, fat winners. Kitty, Graham, and Pat all take losses. Oh, so did uh, Ray get back in touch with you with a uh, new bet for the week? Yes, he did. Excellent. Uh, three-way parlay all in the same game. Uh, Jesus Christ. City to win, over three and a half goals, and Raheem, Stur- uh, Raheem Sterling to score. It's um, not impossible. That's like, The win's going to be the tough part, but I think over three think and a half. Go- I think the goals are going to be the tough part. Oh, I think that's uh, these easily games at least, are, these games at least are always two, two. These games are always cagey. I think there'll be goals in this match. 
I definitely um, think there'll be goals in this match. I have to find out what the line was. He sent it to me in the message, and I forgot to write down the number because hashtag admin. Heard hashtag admin. Uh, it is paying plus 900. Nice. Okay. That's not bad. So Ray is going for it. That's not bad. Yep. Ray, because it does everything wrong to Liverpool, I'm totally rooting for that bet to come in. Oh. Ah, uh, see, so got Sam right in the mouth of midst of full yeah. uh, jewel smoke. Um, I'm just annoyed Ray won. I didn't. <clears throat> How much did he win last week? Do we know? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. All I right. know I won last week. Did you win last week? I did not win no, last week. No, you did week. not. And uh, here yeah, so I have. Here we go. Yeah, I don't have to feed the cup of losers. So please allow me to pass this to you, and you can feed the cup of losers. So I have uh, Palace v. Leicester over three and a half, and uh, fucking nope. <laughs> is yeah, what I fucking wrote on nope. This fucking nope. Uh, and then fuck VAR on the back. Excellent. So there we go. Cup of losers fed. So, this week, I will be doing a three-way parlay. Excellent. What you got going on? Uh, a Norwich-Watford draw. Ooh. Neither one of them can score goals. You and I are going against each other. For a real? teaser. Ooh. Uh, so Norwich-Watford draw. Leicester to beat Arsenal. Oh, bitten against your team. At Leicester. We're shit. We're shit. And Leicester's flying high, and they're Isolate home. that, please. We're shit. That needs to be isolated. Uh and then uh, Jamie Vardy to score at any time. And that's plus 980. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> Those three. So I got a Norwich Watford draw, Leicester to beat Arsenal, and Vardy to score at any time. So, um, And this is probably the safest parlay I've ever played. Heard safest <laughs> parlay you've ever played. So first I would like to say uh, Pat is a fucking degenerate. And uh, two, Pat is now on a slide and is now down 125. I'm sorry, who? Pat. And now... <laughs> It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. This is getting about as good as your lock of the week. <laughs> Heard. Damn, Pat. You hear that? <laughs> Shots fired. Um, so He's mad because Pat is uh, ahead of him on the favorite list from that one person. Oh, that's true. Very in true. The, in like, the football club. From... Uh, from uh, oh, Simeon. Yeah, yeah Simeon, Simeon was, from, uh, uh, was listing his from favorites. Monument. And well, the, chi- had, uh, the chicken. The chicken also and was Pat above was me. ahead yeah. of you. Yeah, I'm I mean, the you... only one here that's tipped him. Yeah. Is the bartender at Monument Brewery. Fear, fear not, Simeon. I will be there soon enough, and I will tip you very well. So you'll be just <laughs> yeah, perfectly fine. So um, Pat always tends to like to go with one of like the marquee matchups, and he, of course, went ahead with uh, City-Liverpool as well. I uh, said, uh, Sunday we have a huge match. Liverpool hosts Manchester City. Probably not the pick you want to try to win when you're on a losing streak, but it's a huge match, and I'll try to get it right. Um, fuck picking a winner. Not going to do that. But I love that the last 19 matches between these two teams have gone over two and a half goals 14 times. Um, I see the line right now at three goals. So maybe wait through the week and see if the line comes down a little. But he's going to go ahead and take the over at um, 105. So he's going to bet 100. I mean, he'll risk 132 to win 125. And that should get him back out of the hole and back to even again. So he is, he said, it doesn't really matter who wins the match as long as that uh, over comes in. And he says it's going to be a great match to, wa- match to watch. It was over how many? Uh, over two and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, over three currently. Uh, he's hoping it comes down to two and a half, but he'll take it. He's going to take it at three. So over three would still be four goals or more. Yeah, two, two. Okay. 
And this is this and is City said, Liverpool. Yes, because you were not listening at all. No. As I could tell. Yeah, he was. My he wife texted me. He had said the uh, the over two and a half had hit fourteen out of nineteen. I listened so, to my wife. So okay, very Sorry. good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some of us have stronger marriages than you do because they don't listen to their wives. All right. So um, for have you thought about a pinky. <laughs> I uh un- I never said it. I unfortunately <laughs> hit my bet um because Mane got a goal late which means that you know Liverpool won but I did get my bet so I'm now only down <laughs> 578 where I think you're down what like 985 something like that. <clears throat> yeah, you're just going to go ahead and lose all your child's college money, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, it's bad. We got to look at the consult the full list, but I think I'm down about 1000. So because I won, we clearly know that this is legit. This week's Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Because 20% of the time, it works 100% of the time, baby. <laughs> I pick winners. Um, I'm uh, going to keep it really, really simple. Uh, Watford finally get a win. They've been playing well enough. They've been looking good enough. It seems like they're finally getting over the hump and doing what they need to do. And they are facing the right team at the right time to do it. I just don't see a goal scorer in that squad. <clears throat> I, I think they'll find a goal. I absolutely think they'll find a goal. And uh, they head to Carroll Road to face the struggling Norwich. And it is a plus 155 for them to win. So I'm right. going with Norwich to win. Now. Norwich to win or Watford to win? No, I'm sorry. Watford to win. My apologies. Watford to win. Uh, Watford to win. <laughs> I was going to hold you to it. Yeah. No. Watford <laughs> to win. So now, Sammy, if we gave you that, that would be enough. But no. I give you Kitty the Chicken. And here we go with Sam's Dance Routine. We have this uh, grandma's taking video. So oh, I'm Pinky's out. Start talking up. <laughs> All right, so boys, when I went to visit Kitty up in the coop, I noticed something really weird. I'm kind of concerned. She kept sending calls to voicemail, like three in a row. Bitch button? Oh, hold on, Sammy. Does maybe Kitty owe money to the wrong people? She's been on a little bit of a slide, I mean, and she was, you know when she's winning, she likes to make that shit rain. So, was, Like I said, she was acting a little cagey. Like she might normal. be a little cash yeah. tight, Sammy. Is that a Vincenzo might be Jeff? coming to have a little talk cagey? to her. That's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you like that? That's not bad. Fly. He didn't write that for me. <laughs> So, anywho, boys, I decided to give her the big one as Man City head to Liverpool. And uh, Kitty, without thinking, flaps her wings, and suddenly, Liam Gallagher climbs out of the coop, strumming a guitar, Hold on, Liam. singing Blue Moon. Liam Gallagher was in my backyard? Oh, did I forget to tell you this? Uh, I mean, I thought him. it was Noel. No, nah, no, nah, maybe no. Noel wanted to beat the shit out of Liam, and uh, Liam was just hanging out in the coop to get away from Noel. <laughs> yeah, so it uh, looks like Kitty's going with the city win. And uh, by the way, you missed it, Houston, but he did play Wonderwall, and it was fantastic. Was Kitty sitting on your lap while you did it? Yeah, she was like singing along. It was a cute little duet. I'll show you the pictures later. Excellent. All right, guys, uh, that's it. As always, gamble. And drink. I, I pause now because I just know <laughs> you're going to do that. Because you're going to forget to do it every time. Every when time. we're in the drinking every segment, you're going to forget to tell people to drink responsibly. So gamble and drink legally and responsibly. I wasn't there.
Yeah, I won. We won though. Yeah, four we won. two. Yeah, four four two. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Good job, guys. So we're uh, three two and three, and we got of, one more game left. A lot of hard work. A lot of uh, you know showing. We didn't make of... we didn't make the playoffs, so we did other things. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No. We, we 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 play the team we drew a couple of weeks ago. This Move, next week, moving on. So uh, that about wraps it up, Sammy. Any parting words uh, for us? I do. Uh, Watford's Belgian player Christian Cabasele uh, was racially abused via the internet following the Chelsea match this weekend. Uh, he reported the abuse immediately uh, himself. Good on him. Um, it's going to take that kind of shit to to help stamp it out. Um, reported to the police. The police are looking into it. Uh, no details as to the fandom of the offender. Uh, if it was a fan at all uh, of any particular club. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it was a Chelsea fan, though. They've been known to do that from time to time. Yeah. Um, and again, fuck racism. I'm fucking tired of it. Man. Uh, apparently, but I'm going to keep calling it out because it's fucking ridiculous. Apparently, one of my one of my own, apparently a dickhead Everton fan, uh, decided to make some res- remarks about Son. And I'm sorry, him being Korean had nothing to do with his foul. No. Like, you know, it just nothing to do with it. So stop it. No. You know? I, I would also say the outward pouring of love for Son as like, oh, he felt so bad. Like we did get the fuck over it. The, there, there's a guy with a broken fucking foot no, in a yeah. hospital bed, and I've seen stories where they're like, oh, we feel bad for Son and the guy he injured. Like, <laughs> not even his name. <laughs> Yes, we understand he feel bad. I do feel bad for Son. The man still did run 40 yards down the field to make sure he got that tackle that in because he was a little That doesn't change how bad off. I feel for Andre Gomez either, though. <laughs> yeah, precisely. But I do feel bad for Son, too. I mean, he's a, he's a good, all-around good person. Yeah. He basically... So, there's a story. Why Son's not married... Okay. ...is because he wants to devote his time to his wife and children when he finally does. So, he's waiting until he retires to find a woman. And then he'll get married. And then he'll get married. Yeah. Wait, he's nice. just an all-around good bloke. Yeah. He's like Uncle Son, the Korean guy. And that's a so, lot. That's yeah. a lot coming from you, a gunner, to talk about a spur. But, yeah, I, I mean, know. after the season on on the field last year, after the season, he's walking around playing with everybody else's kids. Yeah, like he's just Uncle Son, the Asian guy, just <laughs> hanging out. You know, everyone loves him too. Like he was playing peekaboo, everything. He's an all-around good guy. Yeah. That should not take away from how bad you feel for the guy who broke his fucking ankle, though. Right, and <laughs> and no reason, no reason to say racist bullshit. It's just it's fucking. It's ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. It's it the doesn't lowest, do anything. It's, it's it's the easiest out, and it makes you the lowest common denominator. Absolutely. If that's what you've got to go to, if that's what you got to go to, it means you're not intelligent enough to come up with a real thoughtful remark. To fuck with somebody. Yeah. And it's not even clever. People of all shades, of all colors, of all sexes, of all races, of all creeds, religions, everyone has fucked up. Yeah. Everyone does fucked up shit. There are fucked up people in every corner of this planet. Doesn't matter where you hail from. Got to do the old Dane Cook bit and say you're stupid like your father. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, you got to come, exactly. come up with something cerebral, you know, I'm something starting to fuck feel, with a person. Right. If you're going to be anything, be like George Carlin. Just hate everybody. Yeah, equally. precisely. But it's still equal. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, next up is injury time. We're going to talk about the uh, whole weekend, especially the big one. We're going to talk a ton about City and uh, Liverpool match coming up. You Who? Fi- uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to find out um, how to get injury time? Go to our Patreon page and all the information's there. So. www.patreon.com backslash show. Excellent. And until uh, then, kids, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.
there are two types of men in this world. There are men who have had fingers up their ass, and there are men that are lying about having fingers up their ass. 